Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Thursday afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Beautiful day here in South Mississippi, a little warmer, thank goodness. Uh, we're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in, uh, whether it be online or one of our Super Talk stations. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun Herald, the professor. Joins us every Thursday. He'll be coming on the show momentarily. Kelly Sander will catch up with him a little later. Uh, hoping to talk some Southern Miss basketball this afternoon. We're scheduled to talk to the new assistant uh, coach, Richard Williams. We're waiting on his phone call now. And uh, if we hear from Coach Williams, we will, of course, uh, put him on the air and uh, talk some hoops basketball. Luke Johnson, uh, how are you today in beautiful downtown Laurel? It is beautiful, Bob. Beautiful day, and like you said, a little cooler. And I'm telling you, just uh, with hometown premier, and there are tourists everywhere walking up and down, and it's always fun. You have people they because our our windows are tinted here a little in downtown Laurel at the WLAU studio. So sometimes people will actually like you know put their their noses up against the window and trying to see and you wave at them, and they kind of get surprised when they see somebody sitting about five feet from where they are. But anyway, it's a beautiful day. Glad to be here. Big series for uh, for Southern Miss uh, this weekend with Middle Tennessee coming to town. Yeah, you need to talk to those people from uh, hometown. I, I see that show from time to time. I see all these shots of different places uh, in downtown Laurel, but I'm yet to see Super Talk. Can you, can you not do something about that, Luke Johnson? Oh, they do it all the time. Whenever they have the uh, the big shot overhead of going in or on the sidewalk, I mean, yeah, our building's on there a lot. And I, if you would buy us, uh, you know, a big neon super talk Mississippi Laurel, you know, sign to put in the window, I'm sure it would show out a show out a little more on on national television. <laughs> Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We really like those guys. Appreciate Justin and his great crew. Uh, right next to the mall here in Hattiesburg. Delicious barbecue, if uh, that's your kind of food, and it certainly is mine. Uh, they've got it all, from a brisket to some of the best some of the best moist turkey you'll ever eat in your life. Uh, sandwiches, uh, plates, all kinds of delicious barbecue. You can enjoy it in the dining room. You can go through the drive through window and take it home, or you can just call them, and uh, Dickie's will have it delivered right to your front door. But however you choose, make sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue. All right, hopefully we'll hear from Richard Williams, but but if not, uh, we can certainly talk about the basketball games uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. And uh, I don't want to say, uh, I guess it's too early to say must win, pivotable, all of those, uh, you know, cliches, but 
Boy, I think the I think the Golden Eagles after last weekend need to at least split, and I think a sweep would do an awful lot for the team. You, it was going to be hard to to split with with UAB, Bob. You know, on the road over there, but the Eagles are sitting at one and three. And when you look at the conference standings, you know, two wins could get them back to five hundred really quick. When you look at Middle Tennessee, uh, Coach. Uh, McDevitt, he is in his third season, and uh, you know he's twenty-two and forty-nine uh, overall there for Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee on the year three and five, and you look at some of the teams um, that they've they've played. They lost to Ole Miss by nineteen back in December, and this is only their second our conference series versus the Golden Eagles. Third, they they split with FIU last week um, at home, and when you look at you know what Middle Tennessee does. Uh, they're averaging just being outscored by their opponents, just one point a game, but they're averaging right at 62 points. You look at some of the the field goal percentage; they, they don't shoot the ball well. Less than 40 percent from the floor, less than 30 percent um, from three points. Uh, free throw percentage is somewhere in the 70 percent range. So you got to feel like the Golden Eagles. Um, you got to feel like the Golden Eagles have a opportunity. Uh, a very good opportunity if they can shoot the ball well. And again, it's been a 50-50, you know, toss-up, heads or tails for, you know, the shooting ability for the Golden Eagles to come out. I think what's big is it seems like DeAndre Pinckney, some of those injuries are behind him now. And as we reported yesterday, um, you know, Justin Johnson looks like he's going to get more playing time. And so that's another guy on the, on the bench that Coach Ladner can rely on. Um, they're just going to have to, to knock down shots. I mean, I know it's basketball. I know that's cliche, easy to say, but that's been it when, when they've shot the ball well, except for uh, that one game against UTSA. I mean, you know, they've, they've won for sure. Well, I think it's fair to say too, Luke, that the uh, the first two weekend series have been against two of the really uh, of the better teams in the league. Yeah, they have, and, and UAB very strong and, and historically strong. But Andy Kennedy's running his uh, program over there. This is just an opportunity. Let me and let me say this because I've been seeing this on social media a lot. If you're a season ticket holder at at Southern Miss and you can't come to the the greenhouse this weekend you need there are there are tons of golden eagle fans on twitter on facebook that are basically asking i i I want a ticket like i I need a ticket i want to come and because of the covid uh situation they can't get in so i would encourage you bob we kind of smirk when we say this but you know there's a certain facebook group called eagle post and you know there's some there's good passionate fans on there a lot of that's a lot of of the easy a lot of coaches on there. Yeah, a lot of keyboard, a lot of keyboard warriors, keyboard geniuses on there. But what I'm saying is, uh, there's another one called Eagle Mania on, on Facebook. Also, a lot of times you will see fans looking for tickets on those two two groups, and also on on Twitter. Uh, and and the, the reason I put that out there is because there are so many Southern Miss fans that want to come to this game. And this is we, we need people there. If, if it's a Friday, Saturday, you can come stay if you're out of town, season ticket, or just come stay one night and go to both games. We need people in Reed Green Coliseum. These players want people in Reed Green Coliseum. Yeah, another, another sport being adversely affected uh, by COVID. Uh, we're, we're hoping uh, that this will end sooner than later. A uh, little disappointing news yesterday about the, uh, the, the lack of uh, – the lack of vaccine supplies that are available uh, and how how that could, I think, sort of push things back uh, some for 
uh, much of the fan base. But I just wonder how different would things have been with this basketball team, Luke, if you'd have had a regular crowd in there? You know, if you'd have had 3,000 as opposed to 1,000 fans. I mean, it would obviously make some difference. It'd be an atmosphere. Um, again, I mean, me, you know, yelling in the stands doesn't, you know, cause Drain or Hardy or some of those guys to play better. Play better. At the same token, it 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 doesn't do anything to hurt. It certainly helps, and it makes uh, the communication, you know, for the other team uh, more difficult. Uh, regardless, you got to make the best of it, and the way to make you the the best of it is if you can't go. Give your tickets to somebody that wants to go or will go. And if you got tickets, please come. We we need you there. How many are they letting in? Do you, you know off the top of your head? I think it's right at twelve hundred. I think that's the the number. Okay. Okay. Also, we should point out that the women will be playing uh, Middle Tennessee as well this weekend. They're on the road. That's a team that's been hit hard with COVID. They just haven't had a lot of games under their belt, Luke. Uh, uh, what what do we think our chances are on, on the road against the uh, the women Blue Raiders? <sighs> to we're all praying for for Coach Joy Lee McNellis. We are all rooting for standing with her. At the same token, teams respond to difficult situations in in very unique ways. What I'm hoping is is that from from the starting five um, to the last bench player on this Lady Eagle roster, that the players will respond with resilience and strength like Joy Lee has, and I expect that they will. Um, but you know, you're looking at 18 or 19 year olds when their you know their mom figure, you know, has been diagnosed with stage four cancer, and I mean that, that's just. I never went through anything with that in in uh, at football at Southern Miss. You know, we we never had anyone uh, face that situation, and so you know the the ladies. You look at some of the the leadership. There is leadership on that team. There are some freshmen that start and play a lot, but you're looking to your leaders to be able um, to to guide you and navigate you through that. It, I mean, it, it's a this last weekend they. It's kind of the same story, you know, in a couple of games. You come out after halftime, you, you got a chance, and then you, you know, have a, a rough third quarter. So uh, the ladies will play at 6 p.m. on uh, tomorrow night and then at 4 p.m. on uh, on Saturday. Also should note, both of the men's games, um, if you don't have a ticket and, you you know, you're unable to get in, both of these games, 7 p.m. tomorrow, 4 p.m. Saturday will be on ESPN. Our good friend Lee Roberts and Larry Boyd, they will be covering that on ESPN Plus. I should say ESPN Plus. So if you can't go to the game, don't have a ticket to go to the game, you can still catch it. But it's a certainly a huge series uh, for the Golden Eagles. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. We do believe we'll have Coach Richard Williams uh, on the show in the third segment uh, later this afternoon. Uh, so stay with us. Lots to talk about. The professor's fresh back from the mountain, so I'm sure he's got lots on his mind. We'll uh, talk to him right after this.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Second segment of the Eagle Hour sponsored by Campus Bookmark. CampusBookmark.net. Had so much fun talking to Kathleen yesterday, uh, the manager of Campus Bookmark. Uh, remember, you can shop there six days a week. You can go online or you can call Kathleen. And uh, you can uh, buy something over the phone, and she'll still have it shipped right to your front door. So uh, she's making it really easy for you to get the latest Southern Miss swag at Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. All right, the professor, Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, he's back from the Blue Ridge Mountains. His lungs are filled with mountain air, and uh, he's refreshed and ready to go. Right, Patrick? No, I I didn't want to come back. I just wanted to (laughs) stay there. I, I but I'm here to to trudge through and get back to the real world. I know it's always it's always terrible to leave the mountains and come back to the real. All right, while you were gone, uh, news broke. I think it still has to be approved uh, at one more level, but it looks almost certain that Conference USA baseball this year is switching from the traditional format that we've all known so well, where you play on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and the conference uh, series are going to be four games: one on Thursday. I'm sorry, one on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Uh, your thoughts as to how Southern Miss uh, is is stacked up to play that kind of baseball and, and how, from a coaching standpoint, Patrick, is strategy going to have to be so much different? Well, I mean, I think as, as Southern Miss, relative to the rest of the conference, I think it would benefit Southern Miss just because they have so much depth in, in pitching. Um It'll be interesting. I mean, you're going from the three-man, which was always kind of tough to fill in the spots to four-man on the weekend. So, but I, I think, you know, in a way, I think it, it may lean heavily to Southern Miss's favor. I know everybody in the conference is going to have some of the pitchers back that, that were key to them a year ago that they weren't necessarily going to have back unless the pandemic hit. But I think uh, the, you got the nine innings, two seven innings, then the nine inning on Sunday. Uh, that's, you know, that's, still, that's a lot of innings to fill. And uh, that's going to put a lot of strain on, on the staff up and down the uh, uh, roster. So, but in terms of uh, how, how it impacts Conference USA, I think that really puts Southern Miss in a strong position. Yeah, personally, I, I like playing those that extra conference game as opposed to every week, uh, you know, a non-conference game uh, where, where, where we've seen games where coaching staffs will just put in a different pitcher every inning. During the midweek, just just to give guys time on the mound, I don't expect we'll be seeing any of that now and on the weekends. No, I mean it's it's. Uh, I, I think you'll see, especially in those seven inning games. I'm I'm betting Barry will probably only really set aside you know two pitchers for that game and just hope that kind of works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think in the I, th- I think Barry will be able to play him well for a weekend. Right. Uh, and we'll get final word on that, we think, within the next couple of weeks. Also got word yesterday that we believe by the end of next week, the official schedule will come out. Uh, and, and lots of rumors floating around about some really attractive uh, non-conference opponents, but we'll just have to see how that pans out and, and how it pans out uh, with the annual stuff between uh, State and uh, Ole Miss. All right, I, I'm going to switch gears here off of Southern Miss. I have both of you Saints lovers on the show right now at the same time. And, Patrick, your guys, as expected, won easily against a Chicago team that was pretty marginal even about being in the playoffs. And, and so now you look, at, you look at this weekend and you think, oh, well, we have destroyed, we being a Saints person, we have destroyed Tampa Bay both times we've played them. It hasn't even been close. So beating Brady and the Bucks should be easy. For a third time, yes or no? 
No, it's not going to be easy. I mean, I you know I don't know if I would ever get more enjoyment out of a Saints win than watching the Saints beat Tom Brady three times in one season. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm a realist in understanding uh, that you know he has played Brady's played really well here late. The Buccaneers have played well. Uh, it's you know, but the good part is they got to come to the Superdome. Uh, no, no huge home field advantage uh, under the circumstances, but it's still a game that uh, Tampa has to come in there and win. And I like. I like the way the Saints' defense stacks up against Brady and the, Buc- and the Buccaneers. I mean, Brady is you know moves around well in the pocket, especially for a guy his age. But uh, he's still just kind of a stick man at the end of the day. And that defensive line and those linebackers can really get back there and get licks on him. I like the Saints' chances, but I think this is kind of the one that look you know this is going to be the tight one that's going to come down to the the final couple of minutes. Unlike maybe the first two games of the season uh, the, uh, where they played each other did. So I, I expect a tight game. Luke, why did the Saints have such an easy time with the Bucks both both previous games? Well, they forced Brady into making you know uh, bad decisions. I mean, when's the last time against uh, two opponents back to back games that Brady threw five picks? I mean, you yeah. look at what uh, he did in the first game. You know, he threw two touchdowns, two picks. But the last game when they you know destroyed him, Brady threw three picks, no touchdowns. They really couldn't do anything. The the Saints running rushing. Attack was unbelievable. They had uh, the rushing defense, I should say. That 38-3 to win at Tampa on Tampa's own field, the Saints held Tampa to eight yards rushing. And I think part of it, and this is why I thought, Bob, that the you know the Redskins had a, a decent chance uh, this last weekend, was because of the penetration of the defensive line. Now, what, what the Saints got to be ready for is is that Tampa's, Tampa's defense is better than the Bears' defense. And so they're going to have to do – you know, a, a better job offensively, and that's what really happened. The Saints got two touchdowns late, but you know it, it wasn't pretty at all offensively. Uh, but if you know, if the Saints up front, if some of those the big D linemen, they're going to be. It looks like they'll still be without Hendrickson, but if they can put pressure on them and you know send blitzes with Demario Davis and some of those guys. Uh, but Tampa Bay's got got the one of the best receiving cores, so it should be a toss up. Right. I'm like Patrick. I think that the game will be closer, and it's going to come down probably in the last five minutes of the game. Patrick Washington was able to really move the ball against Tampa and put some points up on the board with a kid that his basically his previous quarterbacking experience was was at Old Dominion. So right. uh, the yeah. the Saints come into the game. It would appear to me very capable of putting up a lot of points against that Tampa defense. Yeah, I, I think that that game against the Redskins, if anything, puts that tiny little bit of doubt back in the minds of the Buccaneers, uh, that, that knowing that they're not a you know. A, a dominant team they're kind of flawed in a way so uh i think that you know the redskins showed up they moved the ball well uh heineke really threw the ball well he he had a full command of offense and he showed athleticism and we all know the saints can kind of uh alternate you know with uh, uh Taysom hill in there if he's healthy and ready to go uh that's going to cause problems for for the bucks as well on defense so i think this is a game the saints probably win but i think like you know like i mentioned earlier i think it's a game that probably goes in the fourth quarter uh, just because you're playing the team third time and it's really uh tough to really expect to really put it on a team for the third consecutive game that's hard that's hard do you remember heineke playing at old dominion patrick is there anything about that that jumps out at you that you recall about him yeah he was really good at old dominion uh he was there kind of when they transferred right when they kind of made the move over to conference usa there in the early stages and he was a big reason they were kind of able to hang with teams early on uh it's kind of surprising to see him really still playing at this point uh not the biggest guy but obviously he showed he's a good athlete and he's always been a really good passer so 
Uh, hmm. Heineke really, I think he probably earned himself a chance to play in the NFL for yeah, I think two or three more years. Right. Y'all know if he yeah. ever played it. Did he ever play here? Did he play a game here at the Rock? I believe so. I, I think they came in at 2016, right? It had been a game that yeah. Keon yeah. Howard started as a true freshman. Is that right? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he looked really good. And for, for a kid that had no really reps and – and I think they said three weeks earlier he was taking online classes to finish his degree uh, at Old Dominion. I, I thought that he, uh, I thought he played well. All right, Patrick, what what does New Orleans have to do though? Because you're right. I, I was telling Luke earlier this week. I remember back in in the Super Bowl days that Washington had had come off of a Super Bowl win, I believe, the next season, beat New York twice in the regular season, had to play them in the NFC Championship game, and lost. So I'm, you're right. It's hard to beat a team three times in one season. What do the Saints have to do to accomplish that? Well, I think it's a matter of getting Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara really kind of going. Uh, they have, you know, they finally kind of. I think they may be able to shake off the rust a little bit last week. If the Saints' offense can really kind of get going, they can kind of hold off whatever uh, the Buccaneers able to do. So as long as the Saints can uh, the move the ball consistently, like they have on the Buccaneers. Uh, earlier in the season, I think I think they'll be fine. I, I think maybe this is their uh, chance to kind of really, if they can show up and win, get a convincing win over the Buccaneers, that really uh, puts them in a position to go in the NFC Championship round with a chance to advance the Super Bowl. So I think as long as they show up and play well on offense, I think they win it. Are you nervous, Luke? Not really. I mean, it, the only thing the only thing that makes me nervous is it's the third game. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. you know, Frazier beat Ali once, and that's you know, that's the, <laughs> the biggest thing about it. The other two that's really exactly right. really don't matter right now. That's you know exactly what I mean? Right. So, and and yeah. the fact that um, Brady's the best playoff quarterback of all time. I mean, that even with Drew Brees, but you've got to wonder is what's Tampa going to do? to take, you know, Michael Thomas out of the game. The Bears took Kamara out of the game, basically. I mean, they did. And so uh, just just wonder what they're going to do. But you, you got to wonder, you got to know that Sean Payton's got some stuff up under his, his uh, up his sleeve. Patrick, are you can, I guess the other thing that concerns me is, is that Payton might get too cute at some point in this game. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's shown that. I think he's kind of worked away from that with time. He doesn't, He's not as cute as he used to be. I, I really kind of, you know, if they can get, uh, Trey Quan involved, and, and if Trey Quan is playing up to his capabilities and catching most of the footballs that come his way, that really kind of takes the pressure off the rest of the receiving core or Mark Quez Callaway. So I, I you know, I, you know, it, it, I like the way uh, Deontay got involved last week, and he really kind of made a difference on offense. Uh, so they just need, uh, you know, another receiver too to kind of step up and play well. Uh, Sanders really didn't have much to contribute a week ago, so. It's really, you know, I want to see Drew kind of spread that ball around. Real quick, Patrick, you got a score prediction? Uh, I'll take Saints uh, 35, Buccaneers uh, 24. There we go. You heard it from the professor. Welcome back home. We'll be glad to talk to you again next week, Patrick. All right. Thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, everybody, from the Biloxi Sun-Herald and fresh back from Blue Ridge Mountains. Coach Richard Williams is next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Thursday. Glad you're with us on the Eagle Hour. Third segment every day brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to tailgate. Coming in tomorrow is Southern Miss 
takes on Middle Tennessee on Friday and Saturday. So come in and uh, while after you watch uh, the Golden Eagles uh, win on Saturday, go back and check out NFL playoffs. Uh, big game on Saturday night, Ravens and Bills. That'll be on at 4th Street. And then, of course, the Hoodats play Sunday afternoon uh, against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So 4th Street Bar and Grill has all of that for you. Pork Chop Thursday was today. Bob Getty's favorite day of the week, Fried Catfish Friday. Tomorrow, uh, entree, sides, and a drink for only $8.95. Fourth Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to take on Middle Tennessee this weekend in the greenhouse. We are so very privileged to have Richard Williams joining us now on the telephone. Coach Williams, the special assistant to head coach Jay Ladner. Of course, he was the head coach at Mississippi State for 13 years, uh, won an SEC tournament title, and and uh, went to the Final Four in 1996. And, and Coach, uh, we're honored to have you on today. Thanks for taking some time. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. So uh, you've been in Hattiesburg. Your your uh, history with Jay Ladner goes uh, a long ways back. When, when he first approached you about this unique opportunity, um, did he have to talk you into it at all? Well, actually, uh, you know, Jay asked me to do it last year, uh, his first year as a head coach. Uh, I'd already committed to do the uh, radio at Mississippi State. I've been doing that the last five or six years, I guess. And I'd already made that commitment to Jay, and so I just couldn't do it. Then he came back again this year and asked me to do it again. And, and so it was hard for me to say no twice because, as you said, Jay and I have a relationship that goes back a long way. Uh, you know, when I first started trying to be a coach in high school, I was in Natchez, and Jay's dad was the high school coach at Picayune. And uh, so I, I got to see Coach Ladner's teams play. I got to know him a little bit. And actually, uh, after, he became, after he came to Southern Miss and was teaching here, uh, I took some of his classes in the summer for recertification. I was also a, a high school teacher. I taught math. I had to be recertified every, every few years, so I took some of Coach Ladner's classes. So I got to know Coach Ladner really well. And then uh, from there, I met Jay through Coach Ladner. So it, we've known each other quite a while. Southern Miss fans uh, were really pleased when uh, the announcement made you were coming in as special assistant with Coach Rowan and Spoon and Coach Hill, uh, quality staff under under Coach Ladner. So far, Golden Eagles five and six, and and on the outside looking in, Coach, we we speculate, you know, from time to time. But it seems like one of the biggest hurdles for this team early in the season was to develop some offensive chemistry. Is that right? Well, I, I think so because there's so many new players on the team, and, and obviously I'm not familiar with last year's team. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've read some of the, the stats in the last year and, and the, it seemed the team turned it over, uh, quite a bit. And, and earlier this year, we were turning it over a lot, but we cut down on the turnovers. And I think that's due to, uh, the new players gaining familiarity with each other. Uh, you know, Coach Ladner and his staff, they're, they're really, really a good staff. I mean, it's, it's an excellent, excellent basketball staff. Every one of the coaches on, on Jay's staff are great teachers. Uh, and, and they get along together. There are no jealousies on this staff. And I've been around some basketball staffs where the assistants, uh, you know, the guy they recruited is my guy, and they wanted their guy to play. And I, don't, I don't see any of that on this staff. Everybody is, is pulling together to try to make this team uh, the best it can be. And, and I think because of that, uh, you have such a camaraderie between the, or among the coaches. I think we're seeing the same thing now as the players develop that chemistry. And so, uh, I think the future is bright here uh, for the Southern Miss basketball program. Uh, I can promise you this. 
There's no one that could be in charge of this program that loves this university and loves this program more than Jay Lab. Uh, I mean, he's invested in it. This is his school. It's where he played. Uh, and, and I'm familiar with that because when I coached at Mississippi State, that's where I went to school. I didn't play basketball. I was not a very good player. Uh, but, but that was where I went to school. And so when you're coaching at, at your alma mater, you, you, you're, you, you tend to put your whole heart and soul into it. And that's what Jay does every single day. So I, I think uh, the future is going to be bright here. Uh, just got to get a few more players. Uh, and, and, and I know Kyle and, and Spoon and, and Delonte are working on that end of it. Now, Coach Williams, I think one thing that really uh, has has struck me about Coach Ladner is uh, his self-confidence. And I say that in this respect. He, he brings back onto his staff the most famous basketball player in the history of Southern Miss. And now he brings you on the staff, and in all honesty, sir, I mean, you you took a team to the Final Four. You're an iconic uh, figure in, in Mississippi basketball history. So uh, Coach Ladner seems to want to surround himself by the very best he can uh, and other coaches, and that that strikes me as a, as a person in any walk of life who surrounds himself with the very best uh, in his industry as a person that's very self-confident and just wants the best for the endeavor that he's undertaken. I think you're exactly right. Plus, it shows he's, he doesn't have all the insecurities that some coaches have. Correct. Uh, you know, some coaches wouldn't do that because they're insecure. Uh, Jay's not that way at all. Uh, but, you know, as I said, Jay and I go back a long way. And, and a, a quick story, I told you I met Jay's dad taking some of his classes over here. And then I became the head coach at Mississippi State uh, when Jay graduated here at Southern Miss. He was in pharmaceutical sales and doing very well. Uh, and his dad called me one day when I was coaching at Mississippi State, and uh, he said, Coach, Jay wants to get into coaching, and I know how hard it is, and he's got a great job, and I, I'm, I'm trying to discourage him. I said, well, you talk to him. Are you going to be down on the Gulf Coast anytime soon? And it just so happened a couple of weeks later, I was going to be a Diamond Head uh, for a golf tournament, and so I met with Jay. That's the first time I ever had any face-to-face conversation with Jay. And I spent about an hour with Jay tell, talking to him, telling him about how hard Coach he was, what a tough life it was. And I'll never forget, uh, after that meeting, I called Coach Ladner and I said, Coach, I didn't do you any, I didn't do any good at all. That boy's going to coach basketball. And, and he did. And he went to St. Stanislaus. And when I retired from Mississippi State, my wife and I moved to Bay St. Louis. And, and I had signed one of Jay's players at State you know, during the interim there, a guy named Kerry Lawyer, played for us at State. And so I moved to Bay St. Louis, and I don't have any hobbies, and I was bored to tears. So I just went into Stanislaus Gym one day, and I asked Jay if I could watch practice. And he said, sure. And I went back the second day, and I think like the third day I went back, Jay had me a practice skill. He said, Coach, why don't you just help us? And so for like three years there, until I started doing a TV show, uh, I, I helped Jay coach his St. Stanislaus team. Uh, so, you know, we're familiar with each other, and we, we have uh, like philosophies about how the game should be played about how the game should be coached. So it, it, it's not like I was someone that Jay didn't know and we didn't have a prior relationship for him to bring me on the staff. Right. Coach, you're a coaching, of course, with Clarence Weatherspoon, and you coached the great Eric Dampier. Have there ever been two better big men to play basketball, college basketball in Mississippi than Eric Dampier and Clarence Weatherspoon? Well, those are two of the best for sure, but there, there have been some others. I don't know about, of course, Antonio McDyess from Quitman played at Alabama. He was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, guys like that. But there are just so many good ones that have come along. But in uh, recent times, uh, recent you know, time, players right. that fans would remember, uh, Clarence Weatherspoon and Eric Dampier were two of the best. Now, they're totally different players. Uh, uh, Clarence Weatherspoon 
was a great offensive player, excellent rebounder, uh, you know, six 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 seven. played 14 years in the NBA. Eric was totally different. Eric was more of a defender, a rim protector, could score around the basket, but, uh, you know, not going to step out on the floor and shoot jump shots like Spoon could do. Mm. Uh, but both great players, but different players. Right. I'm going to throw out a name that probably nobody is going to remember but me, and I'm sure you, which was one of the great all-time basketball players uh, and played at Mississippi State, Bailey Howell. Bailey Howell is the greatest player in the history of our university. Uh, still lives in Starkville. And, and maybe the nicest human being you could ever want to be around in your life. And I developed a very close relationship uh, with Bailey uh, during the time that I was coached at Mississippi State. But he's the most humble person in the world and just a super, super human being. I mean, I love Bailey Howell. And, and people don't realize Bailey Howell played on a Mississippi State team uh, that, that could have gone to the NCAA tournament. But back in the day, in 1959, uh, Mississippi teams could not go and play against teams with uh, African-American players. So Mississippi State didn't get to go to the tournament. Mm-hmm. When we went to the tournament in 1991, which was the first time Mississippi State had been in NCAA since 1963, uh, Bailey went with us. I took him on the trip, and we gave him a, an NCAA ring because he deserved one. Uh, but he's just a, the, the best basketball player ever in the history of Mississippi State. And the number two draft pick when he came out of Mississippi State, number two NBA pick. Right. In his era, he was as good as there was in the country. Is that fair to say? Well, uh, let me give you a stat. For his career, not, not just one game or not one season, for his career at Mississippi State, he averaged 16 rebounds a game. <laughs> and I, Now, Bailey's about 6'8". And I asked Bailey one time, I said, Bailey, how did you get so many rebounds? And he said, Coach, I played with a lot of bad shooters. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's the way he explained. He knew a lot of balls were coming off. He'd just go get them. But he was, he was a great player. He absolutely was a great player. No question. Coach, I wish we had more time. We're going to invite you back. We just love talking basketball with you. We're really happy to have you down here helping with Southern Miss. And uh, it was great talking to you. Look forward to having you again on our show really soon. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate your having me. All right, Richard Williams, everybody. Now the special assistant to, to head coach Jay Ladner, Final four coach at Mississippi State, a basketball icon uh, in the state of Mississippi, Richard Williams. We'll be back. Wrap up the Eagle Hour with Kelly right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Great talking to Richard Williams, the former Mississippi State head basketball coach, now special assistant to head coach Jay Ladner for Southern Miss basketball. Getting ready for uh, tomorrow against Middle Tennessee, 7 p.m. Friday, 4 p.m. on Saturday. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg and online, Toyota Hattiesburg. Dot com. Luke Johnson in the First Bank Studio in downtown Laurel. Bob Getty in Hattiesburg. Bob, 
Uh, it's one of those special days where it's not just yeah. the whole crew's together. The whole, whole crew is together because Kelly's on the phone and then in walks Jim Stump Taylor from next door seeing his daughter here in downtown Laurel. The original co-host of the Eagle Hour, the famous Jim Stump Taylor. Stumpster, how are you? I'm doing great, Bob. Everybody doing well there in the in the the burg. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. It's always good to hear yeah. from you. How's how's life treating you in the new year? Man, as good as it did in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry, Stump. Michael Mergens is nowhere hiding an audio clip of a field goal. Okay, it's not it's <laughs> no, not going to happen. I, I didn't I, give him, see, I can't give you warning. It's here Sander somewhere. Was probably going to plug something. Yeah. No, it's here, but, but I have no idea is, how to pull it up. So you're safe, Stump. I'm producing the, the show. So I, I had to watch that. that junk the other day. Did you really? How many times <laughs> do you think we played? Man. How many times did we play that uh, on this show when, um, when you would come on? The, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I know this. I know this. Last Too year, many. last year against uh, when we played Alabama on ESPN, coming back from commercial, they showed Brett, and then they showed the fifty-two yarder on on That's ESPN. Right. Kelly, you That's don't right. you don't have anything rough to say to Stump today, do you? Well, not just that Stumpster remind it's uh, you know rhymes with dumpster. Um, with, <laughs> Fire. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. I always wanted to, I always wanted to ask Stump this, and really, Luke, you kind of came both being a, a, a kicker. Have there ever been you know like I'm, and I'm I'm not bringing it up in a bad sense, but like when you miss field goals, do you ever have that one teammate that would ever come up and you know you know they want to say something to you, but they just don't. Um, n- no, you just kind of get that look, you know. Offensive yeah, yeah. linemen love you when you make something, but they don't. They they don't. They get off the field pretty quick when you miss one. <laughs> yeah, it's like they look at you with that that adage. Now you had one job, right? <laughs> yeah, one job, and I got one opportunity. <laughs> right, one opportunity is right. Yeah, yeah. You play for Curly Hallman. Uh, what, what? Give us an give us an example of what Curly would say to you when you made a big kick. And what he would say when you missed a big kick? I, I, he said nothing when you made one, and you can't repeat what he said when you missed one. <laughs> so no pats on the, the back, story. is that right? <laughs> no, I guess the biggest pat I ever got on the back, you know, was uh, after the Alabama game. He was pretty fired up. But yeah. uh, after Georgia the next week, you know, he was the first one to come to me in the locker room and publicly before all the guys, you know, really say, hey, we had plenty of opportunities to win this game and it wasn't his fault, that kind of thing. And so, you right. know, uh, it happens. You know, people miss blocks. We just have a couple opportunities, you know, a game. That's about it. Hey, Stump, so, I wanted to ask you, just, you don't, don't, don't you genuinely feel uh, a rejuvenation of, of spirit and fan support since, um, since Will Hall has come on board as the new head coach? Oh, my goodness. You know, not just myself, but what I'm hearing and seeing publicly from, from friends and fans all over, I mean, there's a there's a, a great feeling in the air right now. So hopefully it'll, it'll continue. I mean, you know, I think those guys, you know, playing FAU that last ball game, they were kind of auditioning, if you will. Right. And uh, everything came together. And, I, you know, I think Coach Hall probably feels pretty good about it, too. Right. No yeah, I just question. I just like the fact that he's been so upbeat and so you know public and 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 that's that that youth and and a vigor that yeah. I've been talking about that I just think the the program has has needed. Now you obviously hope it'll trans you know translate into wins, but 
as far as enthusiasm goes and lighting the fire under not only his players but the general public, I think he has succeeded early on, and I, I really, really hope it translates in the wins, and I think it will. It, it it doesn't hurt that he has uh, signed every kid he signed, but one from, two from a geese. Yeah, two, hey, two you, great you know kids. about Pittman and Frank. Don't oh you? my gosh, great, great, upstanding kids. Uh, Chandler Pittman is a wonderful kid, great athlete, great feet. Uh, his his head coach um, Teddy Dice. Uh, he just can't say enough good about Pittman and the leader that he is and the speed. Yeah. This this kid is almost a 4-2. I mean, he can flat out fly, and anywhere they put him, he'll be successful. Zay Franks is a 6-3 receiver. They put some meat on his bones, and, he, and he's a 4-4. So I mean, you know, we, he recruited locally, and that's if they help. succeed, it's it's all on you, Stone. Hey, I tell you, you what, it ain't that I wouldn't begging and pleading. <laughs> and if they, and if they need some help putting meat on their bones, I can certainly help in that. Case. He's an expert there. Stone. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, brother. Just follow me around if you want to gain weight. I'll show you how to do it. Stump, great hearing from you, brother. You two guys love it. Now you're always welcome on the Eagle Hour, Stump. You know that. Thank you, sir. All right, that wraps up this day. It's been a special day with Stump coming in the studio. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And until then, everybody, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.